Reading now from the second letter to the Thessalonians. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians, in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We must always give thanks to God for you, brothers and sisters, as is right, because your faith is growing abundantly. And the love of every one of you for one another is increasing. Therefore, we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God for your steadfastness and faith during all your persecutions and the afflictions that you are enduring. To this end, we always pray for you, asking that our God will make you worthy of his call and will fulfill by his power every good resolve and work of faith, so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you, and you in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In case you, like I, got lost in Paul's phrases piled on top of phrases, Let me lift one out for you. Paul says he gives God thanks because your faith is growing abundantly. And the love of every one of you for another is increasing. Said plainly, he says you have more faith and more love. He says this to the church at Thessalonica. And I say it to you. Last week, we celebrated growing ministries among our congregation, and I think there's room to celebrate more. This fall, prayer cards have been handed out. You've taken those cards and you've committed to praying for a week for those persons or those types of persons listed, those groups groups of people, people who teach, people who care, people who serve, people who protect You've shown more love by praying for people you know and people you don't know. Friday morning I went through for a run in our neighborhood. And I thought about the night before Halloween, how our children had ran and played and been creative, known joy and were fine. Our country is known far too much violence. But there are people every day who are working to protect our children. And and our nation knows more nights that are not violent than that are. And you are praying for those people who help to make that so. And you are among people who are helping to make that so. More love. On Saturday mornings, a few of you go to a parking lot. And in that parking lot, you give away bread that you collected the day before to people who are hungry. And you give away blankets that you've gone and acquired for them. And you're working to find them gloves and knitted caps for the cold that is coming. It's like you heard Jesus when he said, I was hungry and you fed me. 
I was naked and you clothed me. You, you heard that and you've responded. More love. Yesterday, one of you told me that you went to North Lawrence to pick up someone who was going to help you at your house. While you were driving over there, he pointed to a church and said, is that your church? And you said, no, I, I am part of the downtown church, Central Church. And he said, Central Methodist Church? That's the church that comes into the north side of Florence and helps repair homes for older people who can't do that for themselves. That's a good church. More love. I can't tell you how grateful I am that that's Central's reputation in North Florence. And I pray throughout our community. I think of those and the many more examples that we could lift up today. We could fill a month of Sundays of ways that our faith and our love are increasing, ways that we are becoming increasingly faithful, and I, like Paul, give thanks for that. Today is All Saints Sunday. And on this day every year we recognize and give thanks for those who have lived the faith before us and gone on to their eternal reward. It's important we do that. It's important we take the time to do that, to give thanks for their lives, to give thanks for God's grace in receiving them into His kingdom. But we should be clear, All Saints is not a second funeral. It's not a memorial service. All Saints is a time to give thanks for those who have gone before and a reminder that we continue to go, to live, to serve, to increase in faith and love. The psalm appointed for All Saints this year was Psalm 149. I assume it was chosen because in the King James Version, three times in nine short verses, it speaks of the saints. It begins, Praise ye the Lord, sing to the Lord a new song, and praise in the congregation of saints. It goes on, but if you think... But it goes on, let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. But if it sounds like it's just about the saints having good days, listen to how it ends. Let the high praises of God be in their mouths and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishments upon the people, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute upon them the judgment written. This is the honor of His saints. Praise ye the Lord. Saints aren't just those who have gone ahead. They are those who still have work to do. Work that requires growing faith. Work that results in increasing love. This is the work of the saints, the faithful ones, as the New Revised Version calls us. The saints. The faithful ones. Are still at it. 
The faithful ones speak God's praises and work for God's holy peace. They help justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. They seek what the Lord requires of them to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with their God. The faithful ones don't just wish things were different. The faithful ones give of their life to make sure that things will be better. They pray. They serve. They love more because their increasing faith demands it. We come to a day like today. We give thanks for those whose lives have finished their course of faith and they now rest from their labor. We reflect on their example given to us. How they have inspired us to live in grace. And then we go and offer our lives as a means of grace. They remind us how to live so that we will continue to live rightly. The church is wise to keep two dates on the calendar that we might otherwise ignore. Dates that remind us of our mortality and dates that remind us of our eternal hope. Every All Saints Sunday, there are people on that list who have made an impact on us. And one day, the day will come when someone you have loved dearly will be on that list. There are 13 families for whom that is true of our list this day. And there are plenty of others who today are remembering someone they love dearly. We pray for their comfort. And we trust that when our day comes and our loved one is on that list, they will pray us through our grief. On that other date that we might choose to ignore, on Ash Wednesday, the church reminds us that it's not just others who will populate this list. One day, we will. Grim as that may sound, the church does not hide this truth from you. Because our faith says that when that day comes, it is but a transition to another, greater, eternal life of praising God. Even death is a time of hope and a time of celebration. In death, we celebrate your eternal life and your temporal life because both matter. One of you who is of the age to have attended plenty of funerals said to me, sometimes I go to a funeral and I listen to the eulogy and I think, I've gone to the wrong place. That's not the person who I knew the preacher was talking about. A couple of things about that. First, give us a break. <laughs> you don't know who we're working with. No, honestly, when we're, when we're celebrating someone's life, we look for the best examples in their lives and we lift those up. 
I try to never be disingenuous, but I'm always able to find in every person made in the image of God something worth celebrating. And I should say to the families on this year's list that it was not difficult at all to find plenty worth celebrating in those saints. So there's that, but there's also this. One day, most likely, someone will stand and speak about your life. And when that person stands up, you'll want them to be mostly reporting known facts, not stretching the limits of their creative writing. Which is why, on a day like today, a day when I earnestly celebrate the increasing faith and love that I know is among us, I also encourage us to look at our own lives. Look at your life. Having looked at the faithful lives of those who have gone before us. Look at your life having heard God's call to love justice having heard God's call to love kindness, having lear learned God's call to walk humbly with our God. Look at your life, having heard that Paul has prayed for you that our God will make you worthy of His call and will fulfill by His power every good resolve and work of faith. Look at your life. There is no doubt plenty of reason to give thanks. And there is, I have little doubt, also reason to confess. Thank God the church has also seen in us the need for both and invites us as we prepare to come to the Lord's table to both give thanks and to confess as preparation for that day when we will join the saints and together celebrate at the great thanksgiving and the banquet that is to come. Amen.